0: We chatted with Governor Walls in the last hour about uh, the death of these three heroes over the weekend who were responding to a domestic violence call. Joining us now on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline is Jacob Husted, Women's Advocates, the first domestic violence shelter in the country located in St. Paul. He's the Director of Development and Community Programs. Good morning, Jake. I do want to let people know I am a board member of Women's Advocates and know all the good work that you do, but it's important for people to understand what the issue is right now with domestic violence. Can you give us a picture of how prevalent it is? Has it grown over the last few years? What are you guys seeing at Women's Advocates?
1: Well, thank you so much for having me, Vanita, and, uh, and, uh, thank you for having me at this, uh, very sad time with everything that's happened in Burnsville. Um, DV domestic violence is a growing community safety concern in the state of Minnesota and all over the country. Um, while it's been a concern for a long time during the pandemic, we saw rates of domestic violence rise as people and families had to isolate together it um, really became sort of a pressure cooker that has led to a lot more violence, violent incidents. Last year, we had 39 homicides in the state of Minnesota that were related to domestic violence. And here already um, by February, we've had three first responders um, lose their lives, which is really tragic.
0: When you look at the people who come to you at Women's Advocates looking for help, looking to escape these situations, what are you finding? What are you hearing from them? Sometimes they go back to their abusers and some, and for people outside of these situations, that's hard to understand.
1: Well, I think that's one of the biggest misconceptions about domestic violence, that leaving is a choice or an easy choice. What we're asking women to do is often choose between their kids staying in school, um, their, um, themselves staying housed, uh, staying connected with their families when Uh, women um, or any victim survivor of domestic violence chooses to leave their partners they're often turning their lives um, away from a lot of those structures that keep them stabilized besides the violence in their home. And that's an incredibly hard thing to do. Oftentimes, domestic violence uh, occurs most prevalently at the intersections of poverty and um, systemic racism. And uh, we find that it's very difficult uh, for the families we serve to make that choice to leave because they just don't have the support system to make it on their own.
0: So when they get to a place like Women's Advocates, how are you able to help? What do you provide them with so that they can get back and kind of get their lives together?
1: So Women's Advocates provides wraparound services from the moment they enter our door. We have a robust, uh, culturally responsive mental health services. So we have a team of three therapists who work with uh, families as soon as they come in the door to offer them all the mental health services they need to help start healing from trauma. We have legal advocates who come in and help them work the court systems because oftentimes people come in in the middle of messy divorce cases or custody battles, and that takes real expertise to help them get to the next step and be able to leave. And finally, we offer housing services because what people don't understand is domestic violence, a housing crisis, and often people can't leave because there's just no place to go and they can't afford rent in the Twin Cities. So we offer them robust financial supports and rental supports uh housing advocacy to work with landlords to help them understand the issue what these women are going through, uh what the victim survivors going through to get them into housing so they'll be able to stabilize, uh stabilize and keep their families safe uh, for years to come.
0: It is eight twenty three. We're talking to the Director of Development and Community Programs at Women's Advocates, a domestic violence shelter in St. Paul the First in the country, uh Jacob Hustad, Jake, uh when you look legislatively, what does it that legislators, lawmakers, could do to help this situation, to help these women who are in these situations.
1: Well, I'm glad you asked that because uh, right now uh, most of our funding comes uh, uh, comes through fees on uh, fees on certain white collar crime fees uh, that that come through the state, and there has been a gap in VOCA funding now. Uh, for going on four years and we need to do a fix to that funding every year. Um, and we f- they fixed it last year, but they haven't fixed it this year yet. And we're working with our statewide coalitions um, to keep that issue in front of the legislator that we need to pass a VOCA fix and we need to increase funding to victim service providers like women's advocates to make sure that there is always support systems in place for families who need to get out of violent situations so they don't escalate and create deaths in our first responder community like we've seen this year.
0: When you heard what happened on Sunday, what what goes through your mind? It's just gut-wrenching for all of us, but you deal on a daily basis with the women that these first responders are trying to help.
1: I was heartbroken. I was heartbroken for the families of the first responders, for the community of Burnsville, who has to go through such a Scary, heartbreaking situation. But I also thought of the families, and there were multiple that this uh, individual, this violent individual, had affected over the years. Um, when you read the story, there were at least two families who had brought orders of protection against them. They didn't get approved by the court system, and uh, and he was allowed to uh, he was allowed to go out. He had a firearm, and he abused again and uh i i think of of all of the fear and the heartbreak that we have experienced in this one day when we see those flags at half mass that, that those families experience over months days weeks and years and and that's what sticks with me This is a horror story for those families that that um, is not going to end. And we need to do something about it and create safer communities by investing in domestic violence services.
0: What can the general public do? I think people we sit by, we see things like this happen. You want to do something to help. Is there something that we can do to help uh, women in these situations, families in these situations?
1: First thing you can do is educate yourself. Know the domestic violence services in your area. You can find that at um, my organization's website, www.advocates.org. And once you educate yourself, say something. We see toxic relationships all the time in our day-to-day lives. We don't say anything, because we don't think it's our place. Be that person to say, hey, look, um, I can tell your boyfriend called you three times during a work meeting. That's not appropriate. And is there something you want to talk about and, and have those answers for them? It's OK to be a noisy neighbor and say something because people need to hear that. They need to hear that this isn't OK and this is what a healthy relationship looks like. And if we can have those difficult conversations with our neighbors, with our friends, we can do a lot to start preventing violence before it starts.
0: Jake, thank you so much for outlining the issue and what needs to be done to help the situation and and what Women's Advocates is able to do to help uh, these victims. We appreciate your time.
1: I appreciate you. Thank you.
0: Jacob Hustad with Women's Advocates. The website, again, is wadvocates.org. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician.